0: Welcome to the Televerse, streaming in place. Hello, everyone. We are back for the end of week two of streaming in place, and uh, we have a we have a good episode to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. Uh, but also, we just hadn't talked to a friend of the show Latoya Ferguson recently enough, so I'm very glad to say that she is back joining us for more Lucifer talk. Uh, welcome back! And do you have anything you would like to get off your chest and a burden that you've been yelling at your podcast for the for the like catcher <laughs> for the past week?
1: Uh, thank you for having me back. Uh, I think I feel like this should be like a once a week thing. I just pop in and just let you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate, you have been correct about my feelings on Palmetto, so you have not been talking out of turn every time you mention how much I I think Palmetto is so fucking stupid. (laughs) Uh, On rewatch, I hate it less, thankfully, because I know where everything just goes in general. But it's just, watching it, it's really just like, oh, Palmetto, every time I hear it, it's just a visceral reaction.
0: (laughs) I don't actually remember what Palmetto is. Is that the street? Is that the building?
2: it's the street i believe it's the street i thought it was the name because isn't it like a boxing club am i
3: making that up is it it is a boxing like gym sort of thing yeah
0: it could be but both. i don't know
3: if it's like the name of the thing but it, yeah it could be both it see be like the gym no one knows on
0: you know like or i don't know yeah uh marcus is also you know this that, is extremely
2: so. disrespectful to mr palmetto who worked very hard <laughs> to build his small business
0: um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really Which sad. It's not his
2: fault. It became a uh, hangout for nefarious, no good nicks. You know, <laughs> he just wanted to, he just wanted to give people an outlet for their aggression. Yeah. And Sorry. he did. And he did. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, today we're talking about pops and there is some palmetto there, but there's a lot of not palmetto there. So let's just save that for the end. And <laughs> let's start with the things, uh, like I said, at the end of the last episode, previous episode, uh, that I knew, Allison, that you were very excited about happening and you thought it was babysitting. But no, it was the introduction of Penelope Decker, which is Chloe's mom. And I think that we should start there. So uh, what did you guys think of the much anticipated Penelope Decker?
2: Um, It was absolutely everything that I dreamed it would be. And, And like it hit all of the tropes. But that's fine because it did them well, and yeah, I, it was really fun. Also, I want to make one note: we we didn't get Lucifer babysitting Trixie, but we did get Trixie and Maze, which is better. So, <laughs>
0: um, so I feel like I won on both counts. Okay, Noel, what, what what say you?
3: I'm what I'm mostly worried about is the fact that we've apparently typecast Rebecca De Mornay <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> to be overbearing stage moms. And I think that her management needs a slight intervention to stop this from happening between this episode of Lucifer and then the entirety of Dorothy Walker and Jessica Jones. (laughs) I'm very concerned about her management (laughs) and what they think that she's capable of doing. No, I was very delighted to have um, uh, Penelope show up and just cause all kinds of fun havoc. And I th- think Rebecca Des Mornay is really good casting in part because she and Lauren Germain look a little bit alike, which you normally don't get sometimes when you get like TV parent casting. So I really appreciated that as well. So I'm very much here for it. And yes, so I'm I'm very happy. And yes, no, Trixie and Maze also better than Trixie and Lucifer. I made a friend. She's eight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and Dr. Liz just like mm, take the win. I'm just gonna take the yeah. win here. <laughs> we're gonna move along. And later we will have discussions about boundaries with children. Um, yeah, uh, Allison, you text. You know when she was watching it, you texted me Donna Smoke, and I was like, I had never made that connection, but this is such a Donna Smoke. Character. Very Donna <laughs>
2: Smoke. And yeah, I,
0: I'm here for it. It's delightful. I very much enjoy it, and it also just it clicks the things we already know, and it it also tells like the the stuff with uh chloe and her mom and the way that, that informs what we get with trixie and that leads to the the trixie maze scene that also tells us a lot about you know just sort of peripherally about uh chloe and trixie but also chloe and dan and how they handled their split and how that impacted Trixie. like we get a lot there just from like a couple little lines um and, and of course it's easy to not think about that because you're just going like, oh, of course, Maze is pouring her a cocktail, <laughs> just whiskey <laughs> and then like just a cherry. straight
3: whiskey. Just straight whiskey. Is this no, a nothing. Shirley Temple?
0: <laughs> cherry. It is
2: now. <laughs> it was great. It was a very, very good um, uh, bartender joke. Simple, but great. It's like, really, it was good. Now it's a Shirley Temple. It was great. Mm-hmm. Neither the Sprite, obviously, and not, no yeah. whiskey, but it was still good. <laughs>
0: Ah, oh, it's good times. Um, how about the the case of the week? You know, which of course is tying into all these parent issues, mommy issues, daddy issues.
1: Uh, I think it was a good case of the week, which you know we've talked a lot about with Lucifer in case of the week. It helps that it helps uh, the cast, the the guest cast, with both Manny Montana and uh, Tara Ferguson, who I can never trust after seeing her in Evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Tara Summers. Yeah, I can't trust her ever again after evil because she was terrifying there <laughs> uh, if you guys haven't watched evil you should get possessed <laughs> that's, that's why i decided oh <laughs>
2: uh, latoya god bless um uh.
1: Uh, so that was good and uh, the way it worked with the the fathers and sons and mothers and daughters it was all very good very beautiful
0: yeah the the balance i thought worked well the the misdirects were pretty good, pretty solid. And because Tara Summers, again, she's someone who gets brought in to, to have done it or to be the, the supportive friend kind of, it's like you, you, she gets brought in for the Judy Greer roles that are less like now. Judy Greer is too high profile for those roles, uh, which is good. Yay. Uh, But again, every time I see her pop up, she pings in something and she was terrifying on evil, like you said, uh, Latoya, but, um, there's enough other stuff happening and I've seen junior that actor in enough things, uh, Mandy Montana, Montana that is like, okay, yeah, he could be, it, she could be the misleading, you know, there could, it could be that instead. Um, so that when it comes back around and the characters are like, no, we're burning everything down. Uh, <laughs> it, it's a, uh, it gives more energy and momentum to that part of the storyline for me. So I, I thought it, I thought it did work. It was pretty fun. And then just, I, you know, the set piece of the, the dinner I thought had everything I needed it to have. And it yeah. uh, really just kept, it just keeps pinging. And especially once you already know what's happening and you, if you're rewatching, you can just sort of enjoy the banter back and forth in a different way. And it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. I do feel bad that they didn't get to eat the food, which is apparently delicious. Right. Yeah. He <laughs> didn't do
2: it. Eat the food. I appreciated that this is the second ruined dinner party that we've gotten to experience. Um, on TV shows with supernatural elements and um, pansexual, n- handsome, nefarious guys. Um, so I was very, very pleased
3: about that. A plus from me. I don't know what you're talking about. That that dinner party on Legends went off without a hitch, really. <laughs> like, it was really well executed. No, it, it went off with a literal hitch by the yeah. end of it. Yeah. <laughs> there
0: you go. Yeah, Well
2: done. Yeah.
0: Um, this is our just our standard uh televerse and streaming in place reminder that if you are listening to this and you enjoy Lucifer or else why else are you listening to this and you haven't watched Legends, just dive in. Water's warm. And apparently I was listening to a different podcast and the one of the people on the podcast, their their significant other or husband or somebody, writes for Legends and like they're and even they were like, just start with season two. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> just start with even season two. It's like you know, writers room remo- uh, approved there, or you know, one degree removed. Um, the the <laughs> the stuff I thought with that we got with Dan and Chloe, and uh, and then which does take us to Palmetto, which I was trying to avoid talking about. I I, I mean, what did you guys think of how they? tie that in with what we get here do you I mean were they trying too hard to get us to think that Dan was going to be okay with killing lucifer did you guys buy that or was it just like a you know too too hard of a try even for half of an episode uh
1: as someone who has seen this before i
0: actually I think it
1: makes sense. I don't think they're pushing it too hard where like Dan clearly is just looking for one reason to, like when he says that I was looking for one reason to defend you. And he has no reason because Lucifer just keeps being Lucifer. And based on what we've seen of Dan and the way Lucifer has been poking him and poking him this season, I think it's believable that he would, you know, just let Malcolm go and kill this guy, even though... He's trying to be like, I'm a good guy. So I think it's a a quote unquote twist that works. He's like, no, I'm still going to try to arrest you because even though the Lucifer, I hate him so much. Like, this is very wrong.
3: I think it works pretty okay. It doesn't feel overplayed. And I think a lot of that goes to Kevin Alejandro really sort of leaning in on a, maybe not like a tormented thing, but definitely just like he finds Lucifer just so annoying that on some level he would be okay with it just to have him out of his life. But there's still that concept of, I'm still a decent-ish cop (laughs) and human being that I'm not going to carry through with this. He's not a great cop that he doesn't have Malcolm first handcuff himself to the car and then handcuff him behind his back because that's what you should have done. (laughs) Um, But I think that... I think that there's enough there that it feels it feels a little earned but at this point I'm just just giving all of this sort of stuff a really heavy like curve of we're just going to get through this together. And I'm just going to accept what you give me because I don't know that I can suss out what you're doing and I don't know that you know what you're doing show. So we're just going to we're just going to let this ride until the finale. And then we'll evaluate from there.
1: <laughs> I I don't want to spoil anything for you guys, but I just want to give you kind of some just sense of hope that after season one, the show knows what to do with the Kevin Alejandro. There you go. Yeah.
2: Oh, he's not dead.
1: <laughs> you wish, don't you? After all, no, Palmetto. he's a good actor.
2: I just yeah. really assumed he was they, dead.
1: They don't. They don't waste him. They figure out what to do with him after season one.
3: They figure out a lot of things after season one. Yeah, which is fair, I think, just because it's a really weird kind of... It's a weirder split than a lot of other cop, Not-A-Cop shows because of the whole demon-devil thing that you have to figure out and suss out how that needs to work. uh, Because you have to buy into the supernatural element of it all and have these characters sort of investigate that without necessarily dealing with a world in which there is clear evidence of, like, metahumans existing. And I think that that's that really does require you to really work through and figure things out, so I think that 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 makes sense that they needed most shows would need thirteen episodes to figure this out if they were doing like twenty two in a season, so that mm-hmm. it just makes sense that they like get that extended period of time yeah. Yeah. between seasons to figure it out. Everything's so much better once we're out of Palmetto. <laughs>
0: Well, I like both
3: the gym and the street and the guys. Okay, the there's some
0: need. interesting stuff coming. Okay, I will. Ah, there's some good stuff coming, but yeah, no, I, you know, I'm not going to disagree. And I also actually think it's really on the uh point in like you're absolutely right, Literia, that they figure out what to do with Ke- uh Kevin Aljandro, which is different than honestly. figuring out what to do with Dan. <laughs> Those are different uh, things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, it's not that interesting. <laughs> I, said, oh, I just mean, god, god I mean, damn it, yeah. <laughs> it is-
3: Stop giving Allison's hopes up.
0: Okay. Well, let's talk about things that are that interesting. And that is, we haven't talked yet about uh, Dr. Linda and and Maze. And we got to talk about Dr. Linda and Maze. Yes so good.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm very into it. I'm not quite as into it as Maze and Trixie, but that's just because I can't think of anything I'm more into at the moment than Maze and Trixie. I want the Maze and Trixie show. Pop TV green-lighted. Like, I just want it. I want, when Shit's Creek is done, I want the Maze and Trixie show to be the lead-in for One Day at a Time, and then uh, that'll just be the best thing that exists for me. And really, they should probably switch, because One Day at a Time is more family-friendly, yes. and then they could write something into One Day at a Time where L- Lydia and Elena bond for watching the Maze and Trixie show. Hire me, someone, please. Yeah, I'm do you, you want to write the spec script for what you're going to um, I've got nothing else going on. I'm just going to start tweeting out ideas and wait for somebody to be like, hey, when television comes back, who knows when, uh, we'll go ahead and we'll make this happen. That's great. We'll, we'll, it, it, it'll just, we'll play the Dick Van Dyke theme. Um, it'll just be like wonderful and perfect and she should wear her drag queen outfit all the time anyway oh,
0: god that drag queen outfit yeah no it's very good i like the dick Van i think i think for me i'm hearing like an odd couple kind of Ooh. like thing but you know maybe.
2: what about the patty do show their cousins identical cut that'd be good right <laughs>
0: So yeah,
2: hire Allison TV, <laughs> please. Um, and and Latoya, we'll work. To, I promise to put Latoya Ferguson in my writer's room. We'll make this happen together. Um yes. uh, I le- really like Maze and Dr. Linda. I think the end is a. I mean, who knows what is happening next? Two of you do. I I don't know. Doesn't, but I think the end is an interesting setup for like a more appropriate relationship. Um, since. Dr. Linda seems to be struggling with how to deal with these beings and be ethical at the same time and like earnestly struggling with that, which I think is great. Again, like a really positive, um, depiction of mental health and a mental health professional when a lot of people, a lot of shows would have just let that character be kind of messed up. And, um, and she seems to very clearly be earnestly trying to do her best in an impossible situation, which I really appreciate. Um, so, yeah, I want Maze and Dr. Linda to be friends. That's That seems great. That seems great for both of them. Maybe, like, less great for Dr. Linda, but she also seems like she could use a friend. And then if she ever runs into trouble, like, that's a... She, Maze seems a like a, a good person, a-, a good ninja to have in your corner.
3: No, I think <laughs> that, the, the, this con- that Dr. Linda's concern about the... Ethicalness of treating Maze as a patient. I think it's well represented, and so like a pivot to a friendship-based relationship. I think is both, like you were saying, Allison, better for Linda, like kind of all around. But it's also probably better for Maze as well because I just don't think she'd have the patience for therapy. Um, in the like, Lucifer is like slowly coming around to like the general concept of how, particularly like talk therapy which is what television does when they do therapists, um, works. So I think that there's a lot of, I think that there's plenty of room for different dynamics to be explored, especially through Linda. And I really like that, this approach of hopefully friends or like the beginning of one and watching that kind of develop and grow. And also it's going to be fun to watch Linda just draw lines of, I can't really talk about this. (laughs) And just Maze get very frustrated, but also not want to give up a friend that she has made that is also old enough to drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, according to Maze, Trixie's doing just fine. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think Maze would put that limit on Trixie, um, which is why it's good that, that there also is Chloe <laughs> around for that too. <laughs> to stop um, that immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the the stuff that we get here with them i think is good the potential for like shifting up dynamics again like the pacing on this first season is just really well balanced i think and um again like like with the previous episode this time watching through i was more keyed into the the subtextual themes around maze and lucifer's friendship and the fracture there the fract i mean like the how that connects to like a assuming assumedly like centuries long fracture with his brother with Lucifer and Amenadiel's relationships i was seeing more of those through lines this time um pro- because we've been talking about them i'm sure that's why um and having like i a little bit more of a connection with where Maze is at and you know where where i know that that is going it lets me uh appreciate those scenes beyond just the fact that they're funny and and that of course Maze would show up and be like okay fix me um (laughs) that's how this works right she's again subtlety is not her thing um I mean, yeah, she tries to sleep with Linda because she thinks that's
1: how it works. She's like, Oh, I'm supposed to fuck you first, right?
0: Oh, we can do that. That's fun.
1: <laughs> and Linda's like, wait, wait, no, no, no. But like <laughs> Damn it, it I just mean, got on of one of
0: these. Yeah. It worked yeah. for
1: Lucifer. Yeah,
0: yeah. Very true. Um, okay. Any other thoughts on anything in this episode? Um we oh we gotta talk about the end of the episode.
3: What, yeah. what do y'all
0: think of, of that?
3: Uh, Two things. One is I really appreciated sort of like the cap, the like stinger out joke of the oh god. I was just like just, it's just really excellent in terms of how frustrated he is through the entire episode and then just Lucifer just saying it and Ellis's delivery of it and then that pan or crane up, um, is just really delightful or pan, crane, crane down. I forget which, um, is really, really delightful. And it's just this, what is happening to me? That's just feels really, really good and feels like a good culmination of a lot of things. And then I like when. Actors play drunk really well And I think Lauren Germain does a really Good job of playing drunk here Like it's I don't get to say a lot of good things About Josh Radner but the man Knew how to play a good drunk On How I Met Your Mother in that Pineapple Incident episode (laughs) And I feel like this is a really Like up there sort of performance of Nothing Oh I'm very sorry Marcus Yeah I agree with Marcus For the (laughs) listeners at home
0: Marcus is just put into the chat. Noel's dog is in the background because he's walking back and forth, like through the door. Like maybe he's going to come visit and be adorable. And then he doesn't.
3: The door is open so he can come in. He's just choosing not to, but I think Lauren remain does a really great job. And like Chloe's just so drunk and so over like everything that's happened over the course of like the past couple of days. Uh, from her mom showing up, from having to be carried out of a burning building that is definitely not up to code. Um, all that kind of stuff of like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go and get really, really wasted. And then I don't have any place else to go. And it's just like, it's really good. And I like the scene. It's played really, really well by both of them. And I just, I really enjoyed it. I, I think it, it worked much better than yelling at the heavens worked. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it's also in this moment where so Chloe after talking to her mother one final time in the episode they you know they reconcile she decides she wants to like actually give it a real shot to get back together with Dan and uh... Malcolm Palmetto has to ruin everything by texting her back and being like, "Never mind, you dumped." uh And so she gets drunk and tries to. We want to lose her, and even he's rejecting her.
2: It can't. It can't feel good for her. Can't feel good. I I don't remember what the text actually said, but they, they don't show the text. But like they don't. I imagine he said, "You dumped." Uh, in my head, it was just nah. <laughs> Um, What I want to mention that we haven't talked about, and I thought that the end of the episode was great. I agree she's a good drunk and the dynamic was really interesting. Um, But the thing that I can't get over with that episode is the, like, unbelievable sight gag of seeing Tom Ellis in that T-shirt. Oh, right. It was... I mean, like shocking, shocking. So funny, and he—I j- didn't recognize him at first. Like he looked like a completely different person because he was wearing a bright green T-shirt. I couldn't. Oh my gosh. Okay, the, for the listeners, Grayson, Grayson's here. Dog's here. He's Hold on. Appearance. Hold Very please. Cute. Yeah. Hi puppy. Hi. Who's who's a good
3: dog? Who's You're a good dog. Sometimes. <laughs> Aww. <laughs>
2: Oh my God. Oh my God. My heart. I was very
3: distracted. Oh, so cute. So, so cute. yawning. Oh,
2: yawning.
3: Oh, God. Okay. Um, They're just fawning all over you.
2: Anyway, the green t shirt was gr- like just great. He looked, he really looked like a completely different person. Like, he looked like he was on his way to do. Um, like a rehearsal with his improv team. You know what I mean? Like he just, uh, all of a sudden I was, it was, it was nuts. It really, I could not get over it. My partner and I were both like, what? And just sort of, it just, great costuming, top-notch costuming. One of the best laughs I've had at a costume in a really long time. Maybe since like the turkey bra and Crazy Ex-Girlfriend,
3: just like. Solid, yeah. Great. I think that the other thing about it is that Tom Ellis actually looks bad in that green. Yeah. Is the other thing that I think is just really delightful. It's not just the novelty-ness of the T-shirt. It's the fact that he just looks bad in that green. And that's how? Why? And like skinny? <laughs> yeah. And,
2: and like not muscly. And it was an like a really astonishing piece of costuming. And it was just a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Top notch. Uh,
1: very beautiful. How disgusting it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, rewatching Lucifer. Uh, I've noticed a lot how much they actually shot, still shot in LA despite, so the first two seasons were shot in Vancouver besides like the pilot, but they shot a lot, not just B-roll in LA. Like whenever they're walking on Hollywood Boulevard, they're actually walking on Hollywood Boulevard. Um, so Javier was supposed to take, uh, like be set in like uh, Alvera street uh, by union station in LA. And I'm pretty sure they actually filmed uh, like when, in the beginning where the other crime scene actually shot there and Alvar- Alvaro Street a lot. It's fascinating to me, despite being a quote unquote Vancouver show, they shoot shot a lot of the first two seasons in L.A. Still,
2: hmm. well, that's good. Yeah, that's good. It's the opposite of Stumptown. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it was well, the the rare time where like a show that's like in Vancouver. Like it doesn't look like it's just in Vancouver. We watch we watch CW shows. We know we know the Vancouver woods. We know those
0: trees. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we've known those trees since the (laughs) nineties, and and the X Files. Come on, or Stargate SG (laughs) One.
1: Rewatching Vampire Diaries with friends, and the the pilot shot in Vancouver before they moved to Atlanta, and just like, oh, it's the one Vancouver cemetery. Oh, it's the one Vancouver high school. (laughs) thanks
0: to cw <laughs> again this is just stuff that speaks to priorities right it speaks to where they're wanting to put their budget it speaks to how they want the show to look and feel and even like back to the t-shirts it speaks to ellis being very comfortable looking bad he's like oh we're going for the joke oh yeah let's go for the joke make me look horrible please um and that's something that recurs through the show he's very game to look stupid if it's gonna be funny awesome. um and yeah that does um yeah
2: does really terrible green screen in cars and on roofs continue throughout the show um or does that get better no it does not actually it does not continue okay good because man one of the scenes in the car today i was like wow (laughs) they might as well be going past like a painted background like it was not it was not good the yeah the malcolm uh yeah malcolm Malcolm palmetto's car
1: yeah the The palmetto mobile because (laughs) malcolm's always eating when he's around
0: (laughs) Um, Well, if anybody who's hanging out in the Zoom has questions or thoughts, besides Grayson's very cute, um, pop them into the chat. um, And let me see. So how about let's do, because Latoya and I obviously know what happens. So I would like to hear, as we go ahead into our weekend and have have a few days off to contemplate, uh, I would like to hear from Allison and Noel some hopes and uh, fears, if you have them, for the final three episodes and uh of the season and what you uh you know if you have any wish list here so what what are you what are you anticipating what would you love to see what would you hate to see
3: um i think like one of the things that and i'm not expecting this to happen but i would like it to happen because i'm i'm just kind of like ready to move on is that we kind of accept like the by we i mean like chloe accepts that oh no he he's the he's some sort of celestial being of some kind. Um, The degree to which I think that's going to happen is kind of low, but I would like for us to be able to move on from that um, sooner rather than later. Yes. Hello. And I think that that's sort of what I would like to like some way in which that plays out across this finale. Um, I don't know how, but I would like it. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. Um, Anything else? I don't, I really want to see what's inside Aminadil's office as well, and I, I know that's not going to happen. But I want to see I want to see how he decorates his office and what he thinks a therapist's office is supposed to look like, because uh, I just feel like that's going to be delightful. It's just uh, a page
2: straight from an IKEA catalog,
3: right? Like, no, that's what I think is it is, exactly. and I think that's just going to be amazing. Uh, um, so I think those are the two things. Um, the only other thing is I can I really hope that every time. Just like every time that Dan shows up, he has chocolate cake. Just all the chocolate cake. Like, Just in this episode, it was just like, here's some more chocolate cake. Go eat in your room. Do you need a reason? No. Because I promised you chocolate cake for a year. <laughs> <laughs> he, d- he knows his daughter. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, what about you?
2: Oh, what am I hoping for? Um, how many episodes do we have left? Uh, this
0: season? Three.
2: Okay. Okay. Um... Well, here's a thing I'm fearing: is I am just fearful that we're getting the inevitable final episode focused only on the season-long mystery, um, which is always a dubious prospect, and obviously can work really well. The Stumptown finale was great; uh, the end of Veronica Mars season one also great, um, but you know, not not everybody can pull that off. Um, so, uh, I am not thrilled about the prospect of an entire hour spent on the adventures of um, Malcolm Palmetto, um, (laughs) PD, um, and um, his merry band of whatevers. Um, What do I want? I want um, more singing as long as it's not Nina Simone. Um, Like, maybe, maybe some kind of joke about how much fun it's going to be to finally have billy joel in hell and then he does piano man or something like i just (laughs) like whatever i'm just spitballing i'm spitballing call me i'm available for work um i guess i'm also eager to sort of get past that oh (laughs) no you're not the devil oh and i'd like to see god my secret hope is that trisha helfer is playing god and that she shows up in the finale and is god and it's like okay you've finally you made me come down here i didn't want to have to turn this car around but here i am did you want to have a discussion son um that's what i guess that there's my outlandish hope because okay. I already got, I mean, no, never mind. Scratch all that. I just want more amazing Trixie. Always in forever. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah.
1: I can tell you guys, you'll get some of those things that you want.
0: God? So you will get some things that you want, and you will really, really not get some <laughs> things that you want.
2: Uh, will so, we get some things that we don't want?
1: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I mean, more Palmetto ever is what they don't want.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, but, like, not beyond this season.
3: Well, I, 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 I some of me doesn't want Palmetto to stop. Because I just want to hear Kate keep trying to explain it to us. Yes, please. Um, I just want it to get worse. And then we just keep asking Kate to explain, to explain it. Can gonna... you please explain Call My us right now?
2: I'm going to snitch on uh, Scotty for a minute. Because after we got off the Zoom call, she texted me and she was like, okay. I know Kate explained it to me. But one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh Scotty that is the correct response just... it was it was a, an understandable response uh, and I also want to say in the outlander universe we're having a similar recurring discussion about the presence of a syringe um where people are like hold on one more time where did they get that functional syringe where did that come from and it happens constantly the details just slid out of my head and now you've outed me well Scotty no. it was Scotty, it was,
0: you it was are right you the are correct to be
2: confused and it was too funny to not share
1: (laughs) can scotty explain palmetto for all of us yes scotty explain palmetto
0: (laughs) 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 it's a very in the zoom moment Uh, but it is delightful this is why you guys should be joining us no you know uh, kate you asked us
2: you asked us off camera about the possibility of, like, uh, we bring in some of the people who've been hanging out with us in the first season after we finish season one. And I think what we should do is have Marcus and Tanya and Lurker and Scotty come on and they each have to try to explain Palmetto. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it should be like, you know, those when you write the story and then you fold over the paper and then you hand it to the next person. And they do the next paragraph. I think they should have to tag team, like, yes. describe. as yeah, it I was.
1: I will say there is eventually an arc that is more complicated than Palmetto and I still it's, need it explained to me. It's, it's, yeah, but is you it? You know else? what it is.
0: <laughs> I know exactly what it is. Everyone listening who's wa- who's watching this knows what it is, and it's so stupid. I oh.
1: will. I will say, and I'm not going to say who it is, but a cast member was like, "Yeah, you're right." They told uh, me and they're like, "Yeah, you're right."
0: You're gonna need. You're gonna need to text me that if you feel like you can, because uh, I need to know about that. I will. <laughs> Thank you. Um scotty says i honestly don't understand it i have two facts and about it that i'm a hundred percent sure on and that's it and yeah that's about right i mean and like i've seen the whole show and i'm about the same as you scotty it's a it's a good place to be um i will say though that there is stuff that we get because of Palmetto that is associated with it that I think is actually really interesting, really good. That's coming in the next couple of episodes. So does it make everything else worth it? Could they have set it up in a different and better way? Yes. (laughs) But... just through the function of these conversations i like it's got a place in my heart now that like i particularly appreciate so thank you to everyone who's hanging out in the in the chat and in the zoom and thank you of course to all of you wonderful people um any final thoughts on the episode
1: one final thing i want to say is that right as as chloe is coming drunk chloe you know to try to hook up with Lucifer, he was on his way to see the britneys by the way yes, yes. the Britneys. I, I just have to eyes. assume
3: that there's five of them now they're multiplying <laughs> Yeah, they're just, they're exponential growth.
2: (laughs) Scotty says they divide like cells.
0: (laughs) I went to a gremlins place and I I blame Podlander drunkest. Anyways, but this has been a lovely, lovely afternoon. There's so
3: many jokes now, Kate. There's just so many jokes.
0: (laughs) And and Latoya... Please promise you're you're coming back next week at some point. Yes. I will I will. Yes. Okay. And that's going to wrap up our our streaming place for today, guys. So thank you so much for hanging out and we'll be back next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.